Thank you that you're right in the center, right in the midst of what we're doing here, Lord, that you love that we would try to pray as many hours as we can. Thank you, God. And Lord, we do pray for the expansion, God, of prayer in our region, Lord. The footprint would get bigger. It would cover much more space. There would be much more holy space, Lord, all across our region, dedicated space for prayer, for worship, for adoration of you, Lord. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Um, just want to continue to look at 1 Corinthians 1, verses 4 through 8. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly awaiting the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just see this verse so much um, as what we are doing in the prayer room. As we gaze, as we take time to gaze at him and adore him, we're positioning ourselves to receive of the heavenly gifts that we've been praying about in Revelation 5-6. We're positioning ourselves to receive these infused gifts. They're gifts infused by the Holy Spirit into us that bring transformation to our inner man. This is how we receive these gifts, is by looking at him, gazing at him. And this is what Paul's saying to the Corinthians, that you would come short in no gift. So by doing this, we're receiving of the sevenfold fullness, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge of God, that is godliness, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that we would not be short in any of those things, but those things we would, those gifts would order our inner man to bring us into fullness with Christ. Um, and then the verse goes on to say um, that in that place where we're receiving of that fullness, we eagerly wait for the revealing of the man Jesus to the whole globe. We will be eagerly waiting for that. And then on that day, we will be blameless. We will be ready for that day. We won't be caught unaware. So if we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 
uh, I mean, first, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians um, chapter 5, it says, um, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them like labor pains of a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in the darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are sons of light, sons of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are, are, get drunk at night. But let those who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, the helmet and hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort one another, and edify one another just as you are also doing. Um, and then it goes on to say, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Comfort one another with these words. So the hope of Christ coming is something we can use to comfort one another with. And it awakens us. So as we are setting end times, it's very strategic. It's not a doom and gloom message. It's actually the message that brings hope and encouragement. That's what we need to remember and look at through that lens because that is what our great hope, our blessed hope is, is that the Lord is going to come splitting the sky. He's going to come back and that day won't catch us off guard if we are doing what we're called to do which is being sober watching and praying being short in no gift spending time with him looking at him gazing upon him receiving all of the heavenly gifts that we might be filled to the fullness with Christ that we would be not short in any of those gifts and be ready for his appearing and be waiting and excited for his appearing for he's the bridegroom coming to get us the bride it's better than the fairy tales he will come on the white horse he will come for his bride he will rescue her out of darkness right against all enemy perils and bring her into his home which he's prepared for her a city not made by human hands but made by God himself, the most glorious, beautiful, heavenly city that we can't even imagine. So, all of this to encourage ourselves, like all of this goes together, the message of the bridegroom and the message of the last things, they all go together into one beautiful, holy, glorious story, and they don't work apart from each other. You cannot have one without the other because it does not make sense. And it's not biblical to have one without the other. 
it's all one story. It's one heavenly reality. There's a bridegroom who's fiercely in love with his bride, and he will take out every enemy and bring his bride to be with him forever and ever. So sometimes the enemy um, for us is in our own soul. <laughs> so that is where we need to um, detach. I was just saying last Saturday, if we don't have joy, it's because we have um, chains that bind us. And so it's just good to know, you know, do I have joy in the Lord? Do I have peace? Um, we're going to start to get into this on Saturday nights, the fruits of the Spirit. The first three are love, joy, and peace. Those are really big ones. And they go in that order. They kind of build on each other. And so... Um, Yeah, we're going to get into that, and um, it's good to take note, if, if we don't have those three, why? And instead of just plowing and just kind of keep going with putting our head down and just not thinking about it, we need to just kind of consider, you know, what is it that is disquieting my soul? Um, so many things can disquiet us like things from the outside yes but usually it's like our inner man that's really giving us the most trouble because we need that deep peace with God and then nothing out there can bug us and so we have to keep pressing in to get that union with God at such a high level that there would be nothing that could disquiet our soul and um, so that's the pursuit, you know, the pursuit of the union with God, with our soul, and so that nothing can bother us. And it is possible. It is possible. And not to be discouraged because we're all in a growth of it. And so, you know, um, what maybe would have upset each of us, you know, 10 years ago, right? We might have been upset six months over something. Hopefully now the same offense maybe would only upset us for a week, <laughs> right? And that's how you know you're growing is if you kind of get over things quicker and can forgive quicker and you're not holding on to it, right? Because you know Christ forgave you, you can forgive. And you can love and you can choose to love because Christ did that. And so if, you, if those times of offense and disquieting of the soul are getting shorter, that's how you know you're growing. <laughs> that's one of the ways we know we're actually growing because there's sometimes very hard to know where we're at in our growth in the Lord. Like how advanced are we? You know, are we in kindergarten in the Lord or are we graduating high school you know and, and we can't really tell we don't really know until we get tested and when we get tested then stuff comes to the surface and we see where we're at 
and um, it's the testing that produces in torrents and all of those things. Um, James says to count it all joy when we're tested and tried, right? Because that's how we can see what's really going on and then we can move forward and advance in things of the Spirit. So, um, yeah, there's great testing coming to the whole globe. And, I, I mean, I was up in Sacramento yesterday um, and getting some time with Jim, um, and we were just talking about that, how um, just the whole aspect of the great falling away, you know? And I used to just think the great falling away was all oh, these people are going to turn from the faith and they're all headed to hell now, you know? And now I just feel like I have a new kind of understanding that, no, great falling away, yes, that's going to happen. Uh, people will say that I'm turning away from Christ. But he doesn't give up on them, you know? So he's going to pursue them, and many of them will be restored, just like Peter, right, who denied the Lord three times. The Lord didn't give up on him. The Lord didn't say, well, you denied me. That's it for you. and so you know 11 out of 12 of the disciples weren't there at the foot of the cross they all fell away that's a huge percentage so in this day when there will be a great falling away because people will come under such testing they'll be so tried they'll be like kind of they could be offended with God or not know what's going on or they haven't been spending time in prayer they don't really know the scriptures that well but the Lord is still pursuing them even if they fall away right he's going to go and still gather and just pursue all of these ones and restore them as many as can be saved so um, anyways just like interesting to have the conversation but we want to be short in no gift right eagerly awaiting for our lord to appear and be blameless in that day and so that's what we're doing in the prayer room we're getting ready for that day we are getting ready and how blessed we are in fact when i was up there yesterday i just um there's you know missionaries being added up there and i was talking to a couple of them in the hallway and it just struck me these young people and I just told them I said you guys are making space for prayer in your lives like you are intentionally ordering your schedule and making space to pray to engage with God that is stunning like they're raising support setting aside time in their schedule making an effort making a plan so they can be in that prayer room so that they can come short in no gift and be ready for the appearing of the Lord Jesus really that's really what's going on even though they might not fully understand all of that at this point and I just encouraged them I said you guys are intentionally making time and space in your lives to pray that is so massive because sadly I think most people are not doing that 
which puts them in a lot of danger of being in the falling away. Just like the apostles were asleep in the garden and they didn't understand the time they were in. They didn't understand the hour. They thought they knew what was going on. They did not know. (laughs) They were oblivious to what was really going on. And so they all fell away when the test came. They did not do well in that test. So we're living in crazy times. And if we think COVID is bad, there's nothing compared to what's coming. You know, if our families and communities and churches are all messed up over, do we wear a mask or not? Or can we meet or not, right? These things that seem like such a big deal to us right now, it's going to be, that's going to be nothing compared to what's coming. So the Lord's helping us. He's like, let me just give you a little bit of trouble because it's going to produce something in you that you need right now. You need to be able to be humble, to love one another, to submit to one another, to make, you know, pick your battles in a sense, right? Some things just don't matter that much. Um, you know, even vaccines or whatever, everyone's like all stirred up about, should we get the vaccine or not get the vaccine? You know, it's like, whatever you do, don't do it in fear, but pray about it and then do it in faith. And God has you. Honestly, I think that's the biggest deal right there is that people are moving in fear. They're either in fear about getting it or they're in fear about not getting it, right? Or they're in fear about COVID or they're in fear about whatever, right? That's the biggest problem that's going on. Not the vaccine. I heard it's a pretty good vaccine. My son-in-law's a doctor. (laughs) He's like, as far as vaccines go, they've done a lot of research. They have tons of funding. They actually know a lot about it, you know? And so medically speaking, if you, you know, if you're, it's a good vaccine, medically speaking. I'm not telling you to go get it, right? (laughs) But what I am saying is that people are way too freaked out. Wait, wait till what's coming comes. Because it's nothing compared to what's coming. Just read the book of Revelation, right? There's a lot of stuff coming down. It's going to shake everything that can be shaken, right? So we we need to be founded on firm ground and not be shaken no matter what's going on and be at peace, have that love, joy, peace. Those things with the fruits of the Spirit, we'll go over this on on Saturday, but not this Saturday. This Saturday, we're off because it's Labor Day weekend. So... Nobody come this Saturday because we won't be here. (laughs) And don't come Monday because we will also be celebrating Labor Day, taking the weekend off. So, um, yeah, so don't come this Saturday. But we are going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. And the thing with the fruits of the Spirit is they, they presuppose that there has been growth, right? A plant can't just produce fruit. It has to grow first. And then produce the fruit, right? So you can't just get to those, that level of peace without some growth first. 
you can't experience that fruit of peace until you have gone through some stuff to get that. Exactly. Abiding. Thank you, Karen. That's right. Abiding in the Lord. So, um, anyways, I feel like we are uh, we're greatly blessed to um, be able to be in this room and continue to come to this room and to pursue God together as a community and to study the end times together. We have, I don't know, how many people are signed up? Six or something? Or seven? People are signed up for Mike Bickle's uh, three-year end time. It's not too late. You could still sign up, I think. I think they're still taking them if you want to get in on it. Nice. Okay. Open enrollment to the end of the year. So they're really making it easy for people to get in on this. Listen to the messages. Look at the notes. Make yourself a notebook. Look up those Bible verses. Be like, okay, why does he think this Bible verse supports that point? And be a student of the word. Instead of just believing what he says, be a student of the word and go, okay, he's making this point. Do these Bible verses actually support that point? And like get around that in the place of prayer, and um, I think it's going to be quite valuable for us to be looking at these Bible verses, mm-hmm. and just you know, with God's grace and help, continue in the study. I'd love to be able to do the three years, you know, with the Lord's help. I'd love to be able to get through the 150 chapters and feel like, okay, I've given this some time and attention, and I know what the chapters are for one thing (laughs) and I know why he thinks what he thinks when he's speaking up there right Mike is very uh, good awesome preacher so it's easy for me to just take his word for it because I've been listening to him for a long time I really respect him however it's like I need to know for myself look up these bible verses does this actually support what he's saying, you know, and then pray through that and really get it for myself. So that's why I want to go through it. I want to know what the 150 chapters are and I want to know what they're saying in context and, and go after and learn it because this is how we're going to get our peace and joy and love and everything else. This is a, this will be a great encouragement, this study, not a downer. It will be a great encouragement for what's coming. You know, it's like, if think about this. If we're pregnant with a baby and we only thought about all the pain we were going to go through during childbirth and never, ever thought about the baby coming, how off would that be? Right? That's completely off. Like, we're missing the whole point. You know? And that's why it's likened to a baby and pregnancy it's like there's something coming that is so great it's going to be worth it all and we will forget all of our sorrows that's what the bible says we will forget them all we won't even remember the stuff that was painful to us down here we won't even consider it it will be nothing it will be done away with every tear will be vanquished so we got to get around this because we need to know about the baby, the new era that's coming. Not just, oh my gosh, there's going to be pain in childbirth. 
you know we would never want to get pregnant if that's how we were thinking right it's not it's not um, healthy <laughs> to only think that way no we want children we want fruitfulness we want the gift of God so there's something so awesome that's coming and that's what we need to get around so we have great hope great encouragement great strength fuel to pray excitement we would come short in no gift and we would be blameless and waiting and ready for him upon his return like we don't need to fear for our lives you know part of all the fear that's going around is self-preservation you know we need to drop that just drop the self-preservation god has us we're going to live as long as he wants us to live and then we're going to die and be with him that's a good story <laughs> we don't have to be so worried about it you know but let's go ahead and close up in prayer lord i just um i thank you for these these words you've given us in your word that encourage our hearts, Lord, that strengthen us, that you love us so much. You're a bridegroom with fierce love, and you're going to come and get your bride, and she's going to be holy and blameless and ready and waiting for you and mature in that day. And you're helping us to get mature even now with little testings, little trials, little tribulations. Anything that we're going through is little. Because you're helping us. You're helping us to get to that place of peace, joy, love, deep, deep peace on the inside. And so, Lord, we just submit ourselves to you. We ask you, God, that you would wash away residue Lord from the world the flesh the enemy our own souls our own disturbances things that bother us that make us fearful Lord that you'd wash over those places right now in our hearts wash over those places that you have us that all is well in you all is well you have us you have us. Thank you, God. Amen.